Hello, and thank you for choosing Destiny Talk. Today we're going to be speaking about Samson and Delilah and recklessly using the presence of God for our own benefits. So, Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We worship you right now, O oh God. We thank you for everything that you are going to do on this day, Lord God. We ask that you order our steps through your word, Lord God, that before we wake up, we already have an idea of what you want to do in our life for this day because we've communicated with you we prayed with you and we talked with you God and we thank you for your Holy Spirit that will be lead guiding and directing us right now in Jesus name so as we go into Judges 16 and in verse 16 it says then went Samson to Gaza and saw there a harlot and went unto her so this is letting us know right here that when you've been set aside for God's use, when God has let you know that his presence walks with you, that his presence is always going to be with you, that we can sometimes recklessly use that presence for our own vain things that we want to do. Now, he went unto a harlot, and when we are preparing to go somewhere or to do something and we know that the anointing is upon our life we know that the presence of God is with us it's up to us to make the right choices make better choices and to um, always communicate in prayer with the Holy Spirit letting us know if that decision would be a good decision or a bad decision but throughout text we find out that um, this is not the first time that he has done this with this woman to the point where he began to gain emotions for her. Because whenever we lie down with a person in relations, um, the feelings begin to come because we've seen each other in the presence and in the eyes of ourselves as our birthday suit and as fluids and everything else. So at that point, we begin to know each other and we begin to catch feelings for each other and emotional things begin to happen to us and we begin to we begin to trust that person more and more and as my mother would say then we start doing pillow talk which means we just start to reveal things that probably we shouldn't reveal or talk about things that we probably shouldn't talk about but when the holy spirit begin to tell us things those things are to stay with us not our mates not our friends not our family but that's the conversation that he has had with us and so many times we want to share it with others, but those others are not in the presence of God to where you are unless God tells you to share that information. And we begin to reveal things that are heavenly to people that are earthly, and it doesn't work out as well as we would have hoped. So in verse 5 it says, And the lords of the Philistines came unto her and said to her, Entice him, and see within his great strength lieth. And by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And we will give you three, it will give you the, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. So now the enticement is upon her. You're a harlot. You have no respect for yourself or anybody that you lay with. So we're going to go and give you this money. If you just tell us, where this lie where where is it his strength lies now this is a um in the presence of god kind of conversation that samson and god had amongst each other samson you know is being used by god god is communicating with him so he's keeping this information to himself because this is something between him and god so now the harlot they're promising her so much if she would just tell them how they can defeat him because he has not revealed this at all. 
And so he tries like three times, she tries three times to seduce him and manipulate him to tell him, to ask him, hey, where does your strength lie? Where is it going? How does it work? And those three times, he would give her scenarios that were false about him. And then she said, you know, hey, you have mocked me. You're not telling me the truth. You're not telling me where this strength lies. Now, she's not revealing to him that she got a wager on this and that she wants to know what's going on in his life. She's just saying, hey, I want to know. So then she begins to go in verse 16, and it says, it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was so vexed that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So this is what happens during relations and pillow talk time. Um, we begin to reveal things that we probably should not reveal. We begin to speak on things that we probably should not speak on. And we begin to let ourselves go, let ourselves be comfortable, let ourselves speak on things that should have been just between the Holy Spirit and us. So when we are in the presence of God and God has prophesied to you through someone or he's told you through a dream or he's let you know that you have been consecrated unto him, that you are his vessel that he wants to use to build the kingdom, to build the things that he has desired to build. So then we know to walk into the presence of God, but then we don't walk in that presence when we begin to say things that are not true, when we begin to do things that are not true, when we begin to um, have conversations that we should not have with the people we should not have them with. So the people around us is the ones that we trust, the ones that we say, I'm going to confide in you. I'm going to tell you something, but don't say anything. I'm going to uh, reveal some conversations that I've had with God, but don't say anything. I want you to be that person that I talk to without asking God if that person is the one that we should be talking to. Is that person the one we should be relating to? And then we go ahead and we have that conversation with that person, not knowing that this person is manipulative, jealous, not knowing that that person is up for destruction in your life, in your ministry, in your job. We start to reveal things to them and trust them with that information because they look like that type of person. Well, we've had previous conversations with them only to reveal the conversation or the, you know, what God revealed to us. And it ends up in destruction for us. It ends up in a lot of bad things happening to us. And then we go back to God and we say, help us out. Get me out of this. God, I'll learn to be quiet next time. But then next time there won't be because God trusted you with that information. So Samson goes and she asked him again. And she says in 15, and she said unto him, how canest thou say, I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lies. So she uses love as a manipulative to get him to release the information. Now, at this point, they should be during their pillow talk time because they've already started the conversation. So they're just laying there. He's at the height of the love moment because of the intimacy. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and talk. I'm going to go ahead and trust this lady. Not because the Holy Spirit is not there because the Holy Spirit didn't go with him in there while he was in relation, stayed there. The Holy Spirit left soon as he made up in his mind that he was going to go, soon as he made up in his mind that he was going to do it. 
the Holy Spirit left because the Holy Spirit had already said, don't do it. And the presence of God was gone at that point. So now he's on his own. And that's why he failed, because when she began to pressure him and manipulate him and be seductive with him, his flesh rose up and became a lot more stronger than the presence of God was in his life. So now he's just talking. And she said, how can I say that I love me? That's like, you know, your friends or anybody. How can you say you love me, but you're not telling me what's going on? You're not telling me, you know, what God is going to do in your life tomorrow, the next day, the promises that God has upon your life. We are supposed to be one. How can you tell me this and you are not with me? That means your heart is not with me, she told him. So it, it just made him feel bad, like, well, you know, I did tell her I love. But she never said, I love you as well. We're working together to build. We're doing this. I love your God. None of that came out of her mouth. The only thing she said is, how can you tell me you love me and you're not sharing with me the things that need to be shared? You're not doing the things that a person that love would do. And he began to question himself and say, well, okay. Now, if the Holy Spirit was there, the Holy Spirit would warn him. The presence of God would warn him that this is manipulation, that this is seduction. Do not do this. Because in the present, in the, in the other times that this happened, he had wisdom enough to just be quiet. But now the wisdom is gone. And how many of you know that after so many times of doing something, the Holy Spirit and, and the presence of God is telling you not to do, it's a wrap. It, you're on your own at that point because now you are deliberately not listening to the Holy Spirit or the presence of God. And she said, but your heart is not with me if you're telling me these things. You mocked me. You've made fun of me the whole time that I've been asking you this. And she said, well, just tell me, where is it? Because I need to know so I can get my money. Because her agenda was totally different from his agenda. He's in love. He's being seduced. And, and that's the enemy of manipulation. And he's not thinking about that right now because when a woman and a, and a man tell you something, you begin to believe it because now you're in your relaxed moment. You're sitting down, you're talking after everything that just happened. And he began to talk. And he said in verse 16, and it came to pass when she pressed him daily, with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. So every time he went and he got to that heightened moment afterwards and had pillow talk, she would bring it up. She would bring it up. Cause it said he, pre she pressed him daily to the point where he just started talking because she's using love. She's using seduction. She's doing all the things that he liked to that point where she was like, okay, in verse 17, it says that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there has not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. And there we go. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like other men. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath shown me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came upon her and brought money to her hand. She made him sleep upon her knees and called for a man, and she caused him to be shaven off in the locks of his head and began to afflict him and his strength with from him. 
So then she said, the Philistines be upon you, Samson. And he woke up out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he went not that the Lord was departed from him. So after she seduced him, after she made manipulations on her own, after she did all of this to him, he finally gave her his heart information. That information that only you and God know. That information that only God's presence will bring or a dream will bring or the Holy Spirit will bring. That information that God didn't want you to share. But because he trusted you, he didn't have to say, hey, don't tell anybody. Because he trusted you to keep it. He assumed you were mature enough to know that this part of our relationship I want it between us for right now. And then I'll lift you and expose you to others when the time come. But instead, we did it ahead of time. We went to tell ahead of time. We felt comfortable ahead of time, not knowing we were being manipulated by the devil, not knowing that he had put something in front of us that enticed us to talk our heads off. And the Holy Spirit wants us to know to stop talking. Just stop. Stop talking. Stop talking. And when she saw that he had told her from his heart. Now, we don't know if people know when we're telling the truth or not, but we know when it comes from a person's heart. We know because then the emotions are like, okay, I can see it. And now the enemy can move in on him. Because the information that God shared when in the presence of his mother's womb and said, this is mine, I'm setting him aside. And whatever else God has shared with him concerning the kingdom, concerning his people, he was now sharing that information with them. So when we realize our enemies, we have a foot over them. But when we give in to our enemies, it's an enemy of God as well. They're not just your enemy. But that's a physical body being used by the enemy, the devil, who is an enemy of God. And we are now giving information to our enemy to go and try to go and present that information to God. So now everything gets messed up. God is still the head. God still is going to win, but he trusted us. It's like when you find out that you said something about a best friend and somebody else tells them and you feel bad about it, like I really didn't want that information to get out. I wanted that to just be between us. That's how God feels. It's like um, we grieve the Holy Spirit because that trust was there. So when she thought that he gave her his, her, his heart, he, she knew the information was right. She knew that this time she got him. He wasn't going to mock her anymore. And she said that you love me. Why haven't you told me? And he would have caught that if he was with the Holy Spirit, that this was all a manipulation to defeat him and gain her own wealth out of him. So his soul became vexed unto death. Now, that means he had some serious emotions for her and some serious trust for her, but she didn't care anything about him. She wanted her own agenda to come forth. She wanted her own thing to be done. So she did this over time to where it wore him out. And when she saw that he gave her this information, she immediately sent for them. She stayed with him, but she sent for the Philistines to come. 
And she said, come now, because she knew if he comes to himself and she, he gets out of that heightened moment, he may realize that he's been manipulated. So she told him to come now, come at once, because he shared it with me. Come on, bring me my money in your hand right now, because I want my money more than I want the love of this man, more than I want anything else. So then she goes, fall asleep on my lap. And I'm quite sure she massaged him, made him feel real comfortable, real safe with her while the men were coming. And she called for a man to shave his head, to shave it off because she knew at this point, because she had tried everything that he had told her, she tried and it didn't work. And he didn't catch on every time that she was trying to do this to him. And he, because he was so confident in his power and his anointing through God that he was like, okay, no problem. I'll defeat them. But because that love had him blind, because seduction and manipulation blinded his spirit, the presence of God from him, that he figured, I'm just going to get up, shake it off and move on because y'all are going to be defeated because I'm consecrated by God. I'm chosen by God. So guess what? I'm going to get out of this situation as I have all. And the whole time, manipulation, destruction, death was right there at his hand. And he didn't realize it because he was out of the will of God. And God had covered him so much from doing things that this time it was a wrap. The Holy Spirit was not there to protect him because why? He cast the Holy Spirit away. He just said, "Uh uh-uh, I got this. I'm going into my harlot right now. So I got it pretty much because he would have done the right thing. He would have said the right thing. So he fell asleep. She massaged him and made him feel good and relaxed and safe around her because he's sharing all of his secrets with her and he fell asleep. So now she gets somebody to shave off his head and she herself began to afflict him. She began to afflict him. The one person he thought loved her, the one person he thought she, he was safe with, she herself fl- afflicted him before the Philistines even got there. But he trusted her out of God's will, just recklessly doing things out of the presence of God. God trusts us to build up his kingdom through salvation, through the blood of Jesus, healing, and everything else that he commissions us to do in our own ministry, in our own call. But we become so reckless before God that we're thinking he got me covered. I can do this for this time. I can do that for that time. I can talk and tell people what God is doing and how he's doing it and just become reckless for our own glory because we want people to see us shine. We want people to see us move. So we are reckless before the presence of God and he's trusting us to do the things to build up the kingdom. It is the kingdom work that is important to Jesus. It is the kingdom kingdom and then all things will be added unto us he's looking for souls to be saved he's looking for healing to be done he's looking for the bible to be fulfilled before he gets here so he trusts us with information in our dreams in the bible through prophecy all of these things that he pour out to us in trust consecrate us to the side we work so hard to get into the presence of god and then we finally get there and we are destructive something happened along the way Something happened. We were still growing and we thought we made it and something happened. There was a breakdown of seduction. There was a breakdown in manipulation and we didn't cover that in our prayers. We didn't cover that in our reading. We didn't get strong from that area of our lives and our flesh was still there and we didn't pray 
of the cancellation of dealing with the fleshly things. We didn't focus on those things because we thought that it would go away as we were growing. We thought that the Holy Spirit was going to handle the flesh while we were yet growing spiritually, but they worked together as men slept. They grew together. So we didn't figure that they would grow together, but when they grew together and the manipulation came, we slept. When the seduction was there and it was presented, we slept. Because we thought, oh, that's easy. I'm too high up in God that I would never fall for anything like that. While men slept in their prayers, in their fasting, we didn't put it together. We thought God had that part of it because we were growing so spiritually that we could move mountains. We could heal the sick. We can do all things. We never dealt with the flesh and we became reckless with the presence of God and the Holy Spirit in our life. We became reckless. And in 29, it says, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke and he shook himself from his sleep. And he said to himself, I will go out as other times and shake myself. And did not know that the Lord had departed. He didn't know that God was gone. Why? Because he was too into himself. He was too relaxed around the enemy. He was too safe around his enemies. Instead of us standing and looking at a person and asking the Holy Spirit, is this person for me or against me? Instead of asking the Holy Spirit that question, we look at them and say, oh, okay, they look presentable. They look clean. They have great conversation. I can trust them. They've helped me out before. I can now trust them. And we take that help me out before as a trustworthy friend, and we now feel like we can just tell them everything because they were there for me. That doesn't mean they, that they're trustworthy. That doesn't mean that God planted them in your life. We have to realize when wickedness is showing up, we have to wait a minute and realize that that is wickedness. That's not of God because of everything I think that they are. I thought that I could trust them. I thought that I could have a godly conversation with them only to realize when you go to sleep that that same conversation is now wickedness in your life, witchcraft in your life. And you begin to see in dreams how that same conversation will grab you in a dream and destroy you. That witchcraft, that wickedness in that person's life is now dominant over you because you shared your heart. You share the things of God without realizing that the presence and the consecration that is in your life was a part of God. So now that you shared yourself, you shared God to the enemy. Now the enemy comes back and tries to destroy you with the same thing. And then you begin to look at God and say, God, help me. It's the enemy. I plead the blood. God is the enemy. I'm not going to be defeated when nothing happens. And then you begin to cry out, God, where are you? I'm praying the word. I'm praying this. I'm, I'm fasting. I'm asking you for release from my enemies right now in the name of Jesus. And nothing happens. Because you just shared your whole armor with your enemy. You just shared the presence of God with your enemy, which is an enemy of God. Because they're building a kingdom of death and defeat for you. God is building you up, bringing you in his presence, showing you love and peace and joy. But you just showed them how to take that away from your life. You just showed them how 
to defeat you and you didn't realize it because the presence of God was not there anymore because you have done it so many times and God has asked you to stop so many times that now God is like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? God is now saying, I don't, I, I don't know how to help you because you've revealed so much that they have ammo against you. While you have a little revolver, they got machines. I departed. And you didn't even realize it because you were too busy running your mouth. And even before you started speaking, God told you, shh. And he said, no. You heard a quiet voice tell you, no, don't say anything. And you said, oh, but this is my bestie for years. I can tell her anything. While men slept, the enemy came. We got to wake up. The anointing of God is too precious and too sacred in our lives to mess up over seduction, over manipulation, over wickedness. It will be presented to you. It will. But when you stay in the presence of God, what decision will we make at that point? You know I love you. You know I'm on your team. You know that, you know, I'm going to be here for you. Do we buy into that before we ask the Holy Spirit? Or do we buy into the pillow talk and we say, oh, well, you know, we've been intimate. We've had relations. So now, God, the pillow talk has moved in my life. The pillow talk is there. So I've already shared my whole body with the person, so I can trust this person. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, you're not only sharing your body where the Holy Spirit is housed, but now you're sharing my presence to someone who could care less about me or my presence. You're telling them things that are of heaven to a human being. You're telling them, and he's saying, stop, and you're saying, go. But the Holy Spirit wants to, us to keep the secrets, wants us to keep the things that he has shared with us to ourselves, that we may continue to grow, that we may continue to be a part of who he is and what he's doing in our lives and not to share everything that he tells us. So Samson shared everything, everything from his heart. The heart of God is his heart because he was consecrated before God. And he shared everything. And she herself afflicted him. Before anything else, the person he loved afflicted him. And then the worst affliction came. So I ask today, let us stay in the presence of God. But let us also stop talking. Let us also stop talking. In the name of Jesus. Father, we come right now. We trust and believe your word and your presence, O oh God, and we ask you right now to just continue, God, with who you are in our life and what your plans are for our life, O oh God. We thank you right now, O oh God, because we know that everything you have planned for us will be and shall come to pass in Jesus' name. We will not talk, God. We will not talk your shares. We will not talk. Father, if we need to tell somebody, we'll write it in a notebook. We'll write it in our dream book, our prophetic book. But we will not share until the time that it needs to be shared. We will not do until the time that it needs to be done. And we thank you for revealing that to us, oh God, because we have to realize we talk entirely too much. 
And we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.